Kura, this program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Wellington Access Radio, make your voice heard. B-Side Stories on Wellington Access Radio. Radio. I'm Laura. I'm Perrine. Welcome to today's show. Now, ready to roll. we're going to kick straight into it. In the lead up to local elections, I've been having a few conversations with some of the new, young and independent candidates running for office this year. Yes, per- they've been a good listen. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Now, have you had a chance to engage with the elections at all, Perrine? Any candidate meetings or... I knew you were going to ask me this. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me see... I haven't made it to any meetings. Right. I often don't know when they're on, but that's not really an excuse. <laughs> well, check check your uh, city council page because you might miss you might miss out. Yes. No. I'm going to prioritise that. Um, but also, I did go to a launch event, oh. which I saw you at. Yes. At so I knew. Laurie. I, uh, yes, that's right. <laughs> so you vote in the Southern Ward, do you? I am in the Southern Ward, Paikawakawa. Very good. Yes. Well, um, uh, I've been talking about in these interviews sort of a movement of young people stepping up to represent their communities. And there are, in fact, seven, seven young people in the Wellington region who are under 25 who are running for office, um, which is still quite a small number uh, compared to the vast number of candidates. Uh, But it is a start of bringing young people into a realm of government where they have been pretty much absent. So today we're talking to Tamitha Paul. Tamitha is a recent graduate of Victoria University running for Wellington City Council in Pukihinau, Lambton Ward. Kia ora, Tamitha. Kia ora. Thanks for having me. So what prompted you to run for City Council? So my... All right, there's, a, there's lots of different reasons, but I think we'll start off with what my current job is. So I am currently the president of the students up at Victoria University on the Hill, and um, I guess I've been working with um, the council on lots of different things in the last few years, um, and just working across the community, both within and without the council, and um, what I've seen um, on the, I guess, in my day-to-day job, uh, is working with students who um, might be having issues with renting. Um, maybe they've got a really unfair landlord or um, maybe they're living in terrible conditions. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm sick at the moment. And um, or, or, or perhaps um, the bus changes has meant that it's a lot harder for them to get to university. All of these different issues that come with the kind of infrastructure of the city. In my view, my job right now is to represent students and so something I figured out real quickly is that um, unless we have that representation at that local level as well as in the community level it is very hard to have um, to make change and to make um, the city I guess friendly and accessible for everybody so yeah um, so that's that's one of the big reasons that led me to it there's a number of other reasons um, too but I guess I just want to keep serving um, Communities and I've made lots of uh, connections and um, been able to work on some really awesome projects that I'll probably talk about throughout this interview. And um, that I want to keep going. I want to keep being a voice for young people. Um, I want to keep being a voice for students, uh, for for women, for Maori. Um, just serve the people, really. So that's why I did it. 
That's a lot of reasons. Yeah, <laughs> that's not just like the tip of the iceberg, really. Now, um, so it sounds like you've had some interactions with the council mm-hmm. in your sort of experiences. Yeah. yeah. What, what was that like? Did it did it make you think it was easy to get involved, or did it make you think, oh, that's a that's kind of a difficult institution to deal with yeah. the city council? Um, well, it just reminds me of any big institution working at Victoria. Well, it's not actually for Victoria, but. Working at um, up at the uni, there's just layers and layers of bureaucracy to it. But I think if you've got the patience and the, um, I guess the determination to cut through all of that, you can actually get some really good stuff done. So, um, yeah, I've worked with the council a few times. I've had some really good experiences and some not so good experiences. I wouldn't say that my experience with interacting with the council um, is similar to, um, I guess, ordinary young people in that I've been able to help steer decisions and programs. So, for example, um, Don't Guess the Yes is a collaboration we have with um, the council, the Wellington Police uh, and Hospitality New Zealand, which just looks at city safety and how we can um, train up our bar staff in the city to be able to um, identify and respond to incidences of sexual violence. And that's a, that's one of those examples of really one of the really good collaborations we've had with them. But I think um, through the proposed liquor ban on Calvin Park, which is one of the not so good experiences we've had, I've had with. Um, the city council, and not necessarily just the city council, but more the structure, um, that kind of identified to me that the process of engaging and this process of cons- consultation, I'm doing, um, what are these called? Air quotes. Air, air quotes. quote marks around that word. <laughs> yeah. um, kind of showed me that it is a platform that young people and students and other communities just do not find uh, stimulating or accessible or interesting at all, and I really want to change that. But um, at the start of this year, my job was thinking, you know, planning out my year, because um, my full-time job was just just advocating and representing for students. So I was like, okay, local government elections are coming up. This is really important. The buses, the houses, it's all a big mess at the moment. So we need to make sure our voice is heard. But how do I stimulate 20,000 people, majority young people, to vote for, like, John, John or John, you know what I mean? Um, or, or to vote for the same old, same old. It's just not, I guess, again, stimulating at all for um, people. So I thought, well, I'll, I'll stand. Um, you know, I talk about all these issues. I'm working on all of these issues. Um, I've, I've been working with lots of different communities and I'm not, I've graduated now, so I have the, I guess, resources and ability to stand. So I'll stand and I, that's what I want to do and it's what I'm doing at the moment and it's been really just a massive learning experience and just really rewarding. Yeah. So before your time uh, in the Student Association, um, what's your background? Where are you from? So I've kind of moved all over the show, so I guess the most important thing to acknowledge here is, yes, I'm Māori, so um, I, uh, I guess, descend from um, a few iwi, but my, I guess, primary iwi, uh, Ngāti Awa, which is along the east coast of the North Island, and Waikato Tainui, which is um, obviously central North Island Waikato. Um, and so I was born in Auckland, um, first few years spent in Paihia up north, um, was brought up in Christchurch for about eight years and then I went through intermediate and high school in Tokoroa, which is a small town in the central North Island. So I've been around the place a little bit and I am only 22. That did make me sound a lot older than I am, I think. But um, <laughs> yeah, so that's that's my background. So done the city thing, done the rural thing. 
um, met lots of people, lots of people from really interesting walks of life, and that really informs the way I come at this. I think is, um, I think everything's everyone's got something good to say. So everyone's got an interesting view on things, whether you agree with them or not. Um, I deal with a lot of people whose views I might not agree with, but I think that's the beauty of having a representative democracy is that you can get all of those voices represented. And what we have at the moment is a formula that's over it's got too much of one or a few voices and not enough of those other missing voices who are unfortunately i guess at the bottom of the pile at the moment i want to change that and bring a bit more balance a bit more um, representation of views so what about engaging with politics is that something that was um central to your life um when you were young or your family did no so no no way so like my nah i'm from like just a straight up working class family so my dad drives trucks my mum looks after um, elderly people, she does mm. palliative care, so nah, not, and, and my dad, yeah, well, my family's probably, they're, they're just, they're the exact New Zealanders that don't engage in politics, and I think uh, some of what I was just saying is exactly why, because, um, you know, why would they, it just, it's not accessible or inviting or engaging or even, um, I guess, understandable, um, and, and, and I can understand that, and so that's kind of what led me down here, because, um, in Tokoro, we've got a interesting uh, district council who have made the news for a number of um, terrible reasons mm. lately, which is um, disappointing. But yeah, I mean, they were kind of disengaging as well the whole time I was there, and um, our MP, our local MP, was pretty disengaged as well from our community. And I and I mean, I can understand why from their point of view they think, oh well, they don't vote, so they don't matter. And that's exactly the communities I'm coming from who do matter and I hopefully will come out of vote. But anyway, yeah, that's what brought me down here. Here, I actually hadn't been to Wellington before I moved down here. Um, it was it was really a chance um, move, but I just wanted to be where it all happens and understand how change happens. And so when we talk about politics, um, you know, you've got that, uh, that bureaucratic kind of slow-changing machine. But the way I see politics is it's really what all of us have within us and it's, it's all of us being able to engage and knowing that every person has the power to influence and change things and that can happen outside of local and central government and trying to really harness that and especially for those communities um, that have, haven't, have uh, I guess, engaged yeah. with those platforms. So yeah, and I think also when you're a part of certain communities, being involved in politics actually isn't a privilege that you have it's not a choice that you have so it's that's kind of a um I, I guess a sentiment i've been hearing a lot of lately that it's a privilege to choose not to engage in politics but when you have people that are being disadvantaged on a daily um basis by the way that politics is currently structured and in particular in our city um it no longer becomes a choice and i think it becomes a matter of necessity and that's mm. um what i'm trying to do and step up to and step yeah. into. Yeah. So what what does your family think now about your big bid to enter city council? Oh, they, um, I, I mean, to be honest, I don't think they, I don't think they really know what I'm up to. And, um, <laughs> but they, they're so supportive. Great. Like they're, they're, they're totally so supportive and I don't want them necessarily to understand what I'm doing because maybe then they'd be like, oh, I don't agree with that. But, um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, they're just not, they're, yeah, just, um, they're, they're super, super supportive of everything I do. Great. And, um, yeah, I guess it's cool for them. And it's new for them. I mean, they're not used to this kind of stuff. I mean, I, was, I, I think I might have said before, I, I was the first person in my family to go to university. So we're not 
we never have been in um, in those kind of circles or spheres or um, communities where people like where this is like a career option or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I certainly don't see it that way either. I yeah. just think there's things that need to be changed, and I'm just using the platforms available to me to try and do that. Yeah. yeah. So what do you think? What, how do you, how do you think Wellington would be different for the people who live here? If there were more people, exactly as you're describing, who are underrepresented now in leadership positions like city council, um, how do I think Wellington would be different? Or, yeah, um, I just think it would be a lot more friendly to um, to young people and and to students because when I go, a lot of a lot of my job is also going to the other universities and other politics and stuff. And mm-hmm. um, when I look at um, some of those other cities, I was in Dunedin a couple of weeks ago and just looking at the way that their city is laid out. And that's not to say that I want Wellington to be Dunedin because we're different, very different. And, um, but I think I think there's more that we can can be doing when we realise and acknowledge that. Um, in particular, tertiary students bring about $2 billion every year into our local economy. Um, we bring in 4,000 of them every single year to live in the central city in the Lambton Ward and our halls of residence that are highly concentrated here. Um, and we've got, you know, our our city, our, our, our CBD and our nightlife is in the Lambton Ward and um, this is where a lot of young people spend their time in. I guess what I would, what I think would change for the city to make it more interesting for young people would be that we'd have more to do and we'd have more of a um, go at being able to shape that. And that's not saying I'm going to bring that by myself. I do need my community to back me on this, and they have throughout this campaign, which has been awesome. And yeah, so I think representative democracy just by virtue all your decisions are just informed by those views and we know that young people aren't participating in local government at the moment anyway and I mean I totally understand that it's it's just so boring if you have no interest <laughs> in politics and no interest in um so you know like you you're, you're just not going to go out of your way to engage in that not mm. with the price of living not with um you know living on the minimum wage not with all these other aspects so mm. yeah um, that's, I guess that's what I think would change, although I don't yeah. know that that answers the key parts, but maybe when I talk about my policy, I'll talk a bit more about okay. what I want to see change and well, what I think would be cool for let's hear everybody, it. not just young people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, are the, what are the key things that you care about for, for this selection? Yeah, so I think uh, it's going to say it's hard because you've got all these people that talk about these issues. So, you know, in an election it can sound pretty... Um, pretty um like a bit rehearsed or yeah something. a little bit rehearsed but i think um at the end of the day here we go i'm gonna drop the two p's my passion is people and planet as everybody is saying but it really is i mean i guess um as a young person there's of all i think with the looking at the school strikes it's um it's clear that the young people in Aotearoa are caring, care about the environment because we're in such a um i guess frightening and um unclear era we don't know you know Greta Thunberg you know we all know I don't need to say it anymore we all know uh, how young people are feeling about the environment but also um, as someone who's Māori I feel an obligation to looking after our whenua and doing it in a way that gives back more than it takes Um, and I've I've always felt I guess that obligation um, to our whenua because we know that that is the really the really crux of everything you know without a planet you can't do anything at all so 
um, I, I guess that's one of the big reasons why, why I'm standing. And I guess to put some policy to that, <laughs> I'm, I so, so there, I didn't really, I guess, voluntarily get into the space of Wellington environmental, um, <clears throat> um, I guess, politics. But at the start of this year, Wellington City Council um, blacklisted 50 more streets. I think, yeah, 50 more Oh, no, I think it was, you know, it was an additional 50 streets to their um, growing list of streets that have been blacklisted. And essentially what that means is too many people on that street aren't recycling properly, so chucking, like, uh, food yeah. contaminated yeah, yeah. Um, it's waste. Yeah, the, the wrong stuff in your wrong recycling. Wrong stuff in the green bags so or the, the clear bags. So it doesn't get picked up anymore. They just don't even go there. Yeah, well, yeah, well, if too many people on the street, yeah, they just won't even... Uh, no, they will stop making it more... They stop making the process easier, so they add a whole bunch of kind of barriers in the way of people recycling. Anyway, right. I was getting a whole bunch of emails from angry people at the start of this year being like, this is your students doing this, you need to sort this out, this is your issue. And, like, I, yeah, I, I can fully understand that, but I think, um, anyway, that's, we'll get into that more, but that was kind of my pathway into that. So I was looking at things and I was like, mm, this is interesting, why aren't people recycling? What, what is the, the waste rules in Wellington? Um, what, 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 what are we doing? Like, what, what do I need to tell my students to make sure that we're actually doing this? Because this is important. This is 2,000 properties worth of waste going into landfill that could have otherwise been recycled. So um, that was kind of my journey. And then now I'm in this, like, really interesting world of, like... Um, have you been to Kai Cycle out in... Yeah, yeah. it's amazing. Fr friend, and like, friend of the show, friend of the podcast. Yeah, been on. awesome. Yeah, so going out there and just being like... Because uh, one of the past um, visa presidents, Rory Lenhanaiken, mm -hmm. he... Um, so I worked um, with him. I've worked with him on heaps of different things. And I was just like, wow. Well, like, I did not realise that we could not only take our waste and repurpose it into like this commodity that is like soil and compost, but... We could do it in such a fun way. Like this is not laborious or exhausting at all. Like it is so fun just getting your hands into the dirt and um, gardening and meeting people that you wouldn't have met before and um, um, you know having this huge, um, I guess, um, garden creating food and repurposing our waste. And I was like, we really aren't exploring as a city, as a progressive city, what we could be doing around our waste. So that was a fun little journey. So what I want to do is I want to, um, I want a zero waste city. So that means um, that we are investing in um, community composting and recycling initiatives like KaiCycle. And it means that we are um, making sure that all the thousands of newcomers to the city, and in particular um, our young people, our students and um, other vulnerable communities are given the resources to be able to participate in um, you know good waste practices um, yeah and then sorry I know I'm taking ages uh, <laughs> as in my second policy is around um, a living wage city so yeah. my organization is a living wage um, organization um, I did the living do you wage. mean do you mean the student association yeah so yeah. we're a member organization so oh, we neat. come under the community organization branch so it's community organizations churches and unions cool. and um, I went to the living wage training this year and we've and obviously been involved with you for a couple years now so that's become a passion of mine and because my I obviously come from a working class family so know what it means to grow up in in a minimum wage household and how that kind of robs, I guess, 
children of their parents and quality time with them and um, so I think it's important that given we have so many people on minimum wage working in our public and private sectors um, across Wellington and these are the people that are really the backbone of our city and of the change that we talk about but so seldom acknowledge these people I think we should be um, encouraging local and big businesses to become living wage accredited um, the council is living wage accredited which means you know they pay all their workers the minimum of $21.15 actually I think it might still be $20.55 at the moment one of those figures, and um, um, I think we can keep going with that influence. So we know that RIDA or the uh, Wellington New Zealand, or, which is the uh, Wellington oh, Regional yeah. Economic the d Development, development, yeah, the, uh, the development agency, agency yeah. uh, moving towards being accredited too. So I think now we move Me. out into encouraging big and local businesses to do that. Yeah. We know that'll mean more disposable income in our economy. We know we know that it'll mean people feeling valued and doing. Um, giving their best to their jobs and really feeling valued and also it contributes to that holistic well-being aspect too because we have people that are able to spend time with their friends and their families and their communities so I, that's my second one and finally just really briefly I've got a policy on connecting communities and really I think I've demonstrated that in my work this year and bringing together like views so with some of the most random well they're not random the relationship is random um, um, so like for example um, I was at the inner city Wellington um, debate last night and we've been working so closely with them this year and it's just so unexpected because when, it, when we had that liquor ban we were on the total different um, sides of that argument you know inner city Wellington were like yeah put the ban on we were like no 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 but anyway through meeting with groups like that and other associations that we wouldn't like we wouldn't usually engage with it's really interesting to see that we all have um, the same interests, um, similar values, and that is community and having a Wellington that values and is built for and um, I guess caters to everybody. And so I want to make sure that communities are able to be connected, that we have proactive councillors that are out there spreading themselves across the community, listening to what the issues are, making sure that these people have safe and accessible hubs to be able to, um, you know, create community in like the beautiful Aro Valley Community Centre. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, community hubs like the Central Library, I mean, that's a massive thing. We need places to go in the community where we can bump shoulders with people that, you know, aren't in our immediate day-to-day -day life. So, Depends. yeah, those are the policies. But I could Great. keep talking about them for days and days and days. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, I know that you have to go to an event, so... Um, I'll just ask you how pe how can people learn more about you if they want to so, find you online. Oh, I don't. I, I'm, I'm, so I've got. Um, oh, I'm going to say my website. I'm going to say my website. Uh, so you can go to <laughs> tamathapaul.com. Uh, yeah, I'll spell that so that's uh, T A M A T H A P A U L dot com, and then that's got the link to all my social medias and stuff. Or just look me up on Facebook. I've got a Facebook. I reckon I've got the most likes of all the candidates. Uh, 1,300, baby. Whoa, that's, all that's huge. But also last night it came up a lot at the debate that um, even older people now want more flexibility in how they access information that's going on at the council. And they're like, you guys aren't taking an advantage of technology. And I'm over here like, that's so true. We need multiple ways to engage with the community and not just in a community events. You know, we need da da da, -da. Anyway, sorry. Uh, yeah, so find me on social media. Find me on the website. Or I have some awesome phantom billboards up around the city um, which have my Q, uh, QR code to get to the website so Looking. you can access it that way um, cool. but I wish I could sit and talk for longer because 
I was just getting warmed up. I know, I could feel that too. Uh, but it sounds like so many of the values and policies that you're bringing into your campaign align with what B-Side Stories is here to achieve. Yeah. So that's really cool to hear about. And I like initiatives like this. It's similar to, I'm just going to go on for a bit longer because <laughs> you just cut me off when you need to, but I mean, I, I'm, I'm enjoying this yarn. Um, Good. We, it's, it's similar to something we've been running this year and it's called I2M Victoria. So have you heard of I2M Auckland? No, I so don't know. It's like this massive campaign, and it, it's well, the I2 in Auckland is this massive campaign about challenging people's ideas of what an Aucklander is. Because, you know, when you think of Aucklander, you're like busy, middle class, upper class, like, you know, Pākehā, da 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 da. Um, and it really illustrates those stories that we don't see um, as commonly. So, like, people in like South Auckland or the, the diverse communities they have, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Anyway, so we, we do the same thing up at Victoria, and it's called I2 in Victoria, or Visa does it. Yeah. And we try and celebrate and share stories um, of students because, you know, when you think of a university student, you think of the same demographic. Um, but really, there's such a rich, vibrant community up there. And to not share those and to not widen people's perceptive, uh, perception of that I think would be a missed opportunity so I love storytelling um, and I love um, the way that this connects people and so I like initiatives like these and I yeah. hope if I am, am lucky enough to get onto council that I can continue to be a friend of the show and continue to uh, support and total call um, amazing projects and initiatives like this. That's great. So have you got time for another question? Yeah, I reckon we'll just do it. I mean, it's, like, I mean, it's on Gusney Street. I'm going somewhere on Gusney Street as well. I guess, so <laughs> I'm going to run. <laughs> I'm going to run down the road. Um, yeah. I I'd love to hear a, a bit more about what it's like to run for council. What's, what's the campaign trail like? It's fun. I reckon it's so fun like it's I I think it's so much fun I see some people freaking out and stressing out I'm like man just chill like if you're not having fun like you're wasting like six months of your time and then mm -hmm. you're gonna waste three years of your time because mm -hmm. it's just gonna be even more stressful when you get onto council but now so I've got I, I, I always say this I think I've got the best campaign manager in town so um my campaign manager his name's Marlon and he's um he was the vice president last year and he's just amazing and um the thing that we have, you know, we don't have money and we never, well, we do now, but like we never had money at the beginning and we were like, damn, okay, this is going to be hard because, you know, you need a party and you need money to do this thing. And then we're like, nah, 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 because we have what we don't have and we have thousands and thousands and thousands of young people who want to help out and want to get behind this. And so we've really just, I guess, capitalised on um, people, which is our mates and um, students and people that we've represented and engaged with over the last few years. And so... It's been real fun. Like when we go door knocking, that's been our primary, I guess, mode of engaging and connecting with the community is just going to people's doors. We've hit thousands of doors and not just dropping flies. I mean, like going up and knocking and yarning for ages with people <laughs> mm -hmm. and um, and getting this on a mass scale with, with hundreds of young people across the city. Um, mm -hmm. And that's truly been the most rewarding thing. And I think if I do win, that will be the reason why, because I know that so many people don't even bother now. Like, they don't even bother. They're just like, eh, I know I got it. I'm not even going to bother door knocking. Whereas for me, it's been really cool. And so we've been doing that for four months now. Got another month ahead of us. But it's been cool because in those first few months, that engagement and that really intimate understanding of what people actually care about, what their values are, and the issues that they care about, truly was able to shape what I'm trying to do now and so when I do go to those candidate debates and candidate evenings and when I speak I think people are really receptive to it even people outside of my own communities because that is so authentic and that it is shaped by the community mm -hmm. and yeah it's been real fun and um what kind of reaction do you get when you introduce yourself as a candidate for council um I love um 
like I love talking to women because and especially older women because they are always so supportive and they're just like wow like this is amazing like um you know if you know I, like something I've heard a lot of times is I would have never been able to do this when I was your age so it's really cool to see people doing it um another thing I get all the time is um you know my daughter is like you or you remind me of my granddaughter and uh, that's always like such a privilege to hear that and that's been awesome but also I guess across the whole community I don't think I was expecting the amount of support that the community because I thought a lot of people would be like eh too young and I was kind of like it's all right or it's all right I've got the students got the students right. but now it's seeming more palatable for everybody and so that's been really encouraging I haven't had any negativity I've literally Great. only had out of the thousands of doors me personally I've only had one negative um counter um person on the other side of the door and really it wasn't even that negative the person was just like oh well I'm a landlord and I'm a um, employer and I don't agree with anything you're saying here <laughs> it's um, fine because this person has their representation there are la many landlords on the council that's right and many employers <laughs> on the landlords so like even this person now um those students that you're counting on are you a bit worried because they have a reputation you know for not actually turning out and voting um no I'm not worried about it um uh, you think they're going to turn out this time? Well, I, they're I think inspired. people will. I think people will turn out. I think young people will turn out more yeah. than they have before. It's hard to gauge these things, yeah. um, but um, I mean, I have. I'm quietly confident that um, that I think students will be the, um, I guess, the group that might be able to change things up this year. Um, but I don't want to rest on my laurels, so I am trying to um, spread myself out and. Um, you know, spread this voice across across the city. But no, I am quietly confident. I don't want to say too much because then I might be wrong. But um, <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But it's only three weeks, three or four weeks now, so I'm That's really right. interested to see. And I mean, I have said to a lot of people, I will be if I got in, but there was really low youth turnout. I would feel really bad because I don't want to get in on a mandate that's already represented. Mm. And, and and that's the other thing too is I'm not. I'm not campaigning to win, I'm campaigning to build a movement where I can really go in there and have a mandate to speak on behalf of people and that requires having young people turn up. But I launched my campaign video last night and it just went off. I think it's like, like 5,000 views and like it's reached like 10,000 people and it's like 50 cents worth of sponsorship. So I'm just crossing my fingers and trying to make it as easy as possible for people to be able to engage and make sure they have all the information they can. So I can only do what I can do but... I'm, I hope so. My fingers are, have been crossed for like the last <laughs> four months. So well, I have faith. I have faith in our Twitter and 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 yeah. uh, our students. And I think the other thing too that I'm really trying to challenge is that you know what? Maybe they don't turn out to local government, but that those streets, you know, like um, Lambton, Lambton Key, and you know, all of those streets have been coloured again and again by young people pro like you know protesting and, and, and advocating for the issues that we care about so you know what maybe they don't engage in this process but I know that they're engaging and that's all that matters whether it's for our environment for mental health against uh, sexual violence in um, certain communities or certain professions um, I know that young people are engaged I'm just trying to take them to another level <laughs> so yeah yeah well, Tam, it's exciting. It's the home stretch of the election, I so I, I better get. I'll let you get back on the campaign trail. Yes. Oh, yeah. Thank you for coming on B Side Stories. Thank you so much for having me. Thank yeah, you. great to have You're you. Awesome. All the best. Let's play a song and uh, bring us into the second half.
That program was brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. Thanks, New Zealand On Air, for funding the Access Internet Radio Project. 